Welcome to the Blip Podcast, where we help insurance agents build successful agencies. If you haven't subscribed yet, left a review and or a comment, please do so as it really helps us get found and reach more people. My name is Josh Berg, and on this episode, I talk with Neil Patel with Neil Patel Digital Ad Agency. Neil is the SEO master. We didn't have as much time as I had initially thought, so I kind of rapid-fired questions at him from our listeners that I'd collected the day prior, and he did an excellent job answering them. Before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by our master insurance agency, Blue Lion Insurance Partners, or BLIP for short. We provide access to insurance companies, 100% commission, bonuses, support, software, and systems with no production requirements, and you maintain full, true ownership. So find out more information at bluelioninsurancepartners.com. And without further delay, here's my conversation with Neil. All right. Well, we're live. Um, thanks, everybody uh, who's joining us. This I'm, I'm Josh Berg. This is the Blip Podcast. And today I've got a super special guest, Neil Patel. Uh, Neil is the founder of Neil Patel Digital, ad agency that helps people grow. And uh, Neil, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, no worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, so like I had said a little bit earlier, we're talking primarily to um, insurance people who are involved in insurance. And I thought we could kind of start off since your specialty is SEO. Um, what right. are there, like, I guess for, for those who um, manage their own websites, what are things that I guess maybe the top things that they should be doing to rank higher for Google SEO or Google searches? Well, the, the big thing is creating amazing user experience. What people don't talk about in SEO is Google looks at something called user metrics, user signals, whatever you want to end up calling it. And it's things like bounce rate, time on site, pages per visitor, dwell time. If people are landing on your insurance site and they're not ecstatic with the experience, they're going to bounce away, go to the next result. If a thousand people come to your site and out of a thousand, a thousand do the same thing, Google doesn't want to rank you because they know it's a poor experience. So you got to think about the user first, creating the best experience for them. And then you can get into SEO stuff, like making sure on page code as well. A lot of insurance sites are run on WordPress. You can use plugins like the Yoast SEO plugin. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of free SEO tools out there. Like I have one called Uber Suggest. It just helps you for free get more traffic. And it's all SEO related. But in general, what I found or what we found is people aren't focusing on the user and Google is emphasizing the user more than anything else. Okay. So first thing to keep in mind is like be your own customer, like go to your, check out your website, see if it's something that visually is great. People are going to stay on longer before you really start messing with SEO. Correct. Gotcha. Um, any tips for that? Like I know I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, if you're in sales, you should have specific direct call to actions and multiple per page. Is that, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. So I would say if you want specific tips, uh, call to actions are great to get more leads, but more so for insurance, you know, make sure you cross link your auto insurance with your health insurance page, your health insurance with your life insurance pages, uh, earthquake insurance, like there's insurance on everything. Yeah. So you link them all up. Uh, when you say cross link, what do you mean? Like specifically have a link on each page to those other pages? 
like in your sidebar, you pick your most important pages. It could be your, your life insurance page, your auto insurance, your health insurance. Pick like four, five, six, seven, whatever they are. Focus on them. Make sure you're linking to them because without the link juice, you're not going to see those pages rank. Gotcha. The next thing I would make sure that you guys are doing as insurance sites is having really good, thorough content. All the content I'm seeing on the sites are very thin, measly landing pages talking about insurance. But you can create very detailed pages. For example, insurance in each state is very different depending on the type of insurance you're dealing with. So creating state-specific pages is a really good idea, making sure the content is thorough and answering any questions. Um, what kind of insurance do you sell? So um, primarily, just kind of like your standard auto, home, business insurance, that kind of thing. Yeah, business insurance, errors and admissions, uh, board yep. and officers or board of directors insurance. So like talking about why you need to use them, when you have to make a claim to insurance, um, things like, the fine print, helping them understand it. For example, a lot of times insurance companies will assign you a lawyer. You want to pick your own lawyer. So you want to right. make sure that you have those clauses in your insurance contract, even if it costs more money. Though all those things are really important that people don't look at. But now explaining you, that detailed content will help you get the traffic and sales. And is it better to have um, uh, all, all that content on one long page or should you break it up and make each page content specific? Each page content specific. Okay. So you don't um, want to put one page that has auto, health, home, earthquake, errors and admission, insurance, all on one page. You want it very specific to the type of insurance. Gotcha. Um, so as far as um, actual SEO, like if the user experience is there, you don't have a high bounce rate, you're, everything looks pretty good. Like as far as getting found, what are some things that people should really pay attention to? Um, when it comes to being found, the big thing is getting – the big thing that people say is getting links. I would also throw in social shares as well. They're both important. So one is how many other sites are linking to you. You can go to your local chamber of commerce, ask them to mention you. You can do partnerships with other business. If someone sells home insurance, you sell auto. You can cross-link and promote each other. Like Those things help you get found. Also creating amazing content like how insurance companies make money. People are probably curious on that. You yeah. know, uh, what happens with all the money that you give to these insurance companies? Like creating infographics, spreading that on the social web, all that stuff will help you get you social shares as well. Gets you more eyeballs, percent of them will link to you. Gotcha. Is there, um, so I, I continually hear that you know search engines change their algorithms all the time. Is that something that anybody should really um, bother themselves with or are the principles that get you ranked higher pretty much the same whether or not the algorithm is saying like when they change something is it a tweak or is it like a, a bigger change that you need to worry about it, typically it's tweaks uh, so it impacts some people more than it impacts others but you have to keep in mind almost all the changes they make are to benefit the user so if you put the user first you'll be better off doesn't gotcha. mean you won't get a hit it just means you're going to be better off than most people yeah um, so is, is there anything that you see coming down the road that people should be aware of as far as websites, SEO, that kind of thing? Like, is anything major going to change? Voice search is going to be huge in 2020. They according to Comscore, half the searches will be voice search. Uh, we're not there yet, but it's increasing at a rapid pace. So I would say that is a big thing that 
people should pay attention to. Uh, yeah. Because it's like all those devices are so popular, you know? It's like if you can give people what they need in one sentence, you'll do well over time. And so I was curious about that. One of the things I wanted to ask you is, you know, it does seem like that's kind of the next big thing. Um, are search engines going to be able to search audio for like specific context? I know that you can speak to say Alexa or Google or whatnot, your phone, and it'll translate that to text. But can it search audio online for tech, like compare the two? Search engines don't do a good job right now when it comes to audio, but um, that'll probably change over time. So they're getting more and more sophisticated. They're getting better off. But yeah, it's just over time. Just right now, they're not that good at it. Yeah. Um, so I know you have a couple tools that um, like Uber suggests and, and some other stuff. Um, but so Carissa, um, a girl I've known for a long time, um, she wanted to know what's the best way to choose and write blog post titles. And I'm guessing there's some way that you have that's you've developed, I'm sure to figure that out. I look at magazine articles, what's hot, what people like reading, all that kind of stuff that really just boosts the numbers. Like really look at like things like magazine articles. That like I'll online magazines? Correct. Yeah. Because, or even offline, you know, you go to a grocery store, all those things just really impact the numbers. And does it matter if you repeat that title throughout your content on that page? Like if you do a blog post and you title it something, should you be saying that exact same phrase in the, in the content? Uh, you know, you don't have to end up repeating like that. That doesn't matter too much. Google is so sophisticated. They'll know what the content's about using like the sources, dictionaries, their own versions of it. And they're analyzing your site as well as 10 other sites to figure out what your content truly is about. Um, I know I'm just kind of like blasting you with questions, but I know we don't have like a ton of time. Um, so um, Wes Anderson was curious if you have to move your physical location, what's the best way to do that from an SEO perspective? What do you mean physical location? So like when um, I'm guessing probably, I don't know if there's, if algorithms take into consideration like where you're located, like if somebody in your area, so say I own an agency in Montana and I'm actually moving kind of the, the that location or whatnot to Washington. Um, when people do a search, if they say, you know, insurance in Washington, is there, you got to start all over. Again. You got to start all over. Well, you can use the same site and you can change all your copy from Montana to Washington. And then you can focus all your copy on a specific city, but yeah, you got to build it up again. Just because you move your location doesn't mean you're going to be ranking just as well as used to in the old city or state. Gotcha. Okay. Um, do people still go to like insurance shops and stuff like that? Are they still popular? Like you mean like actually physically going to them? Yeah. I still see everyone's like those all state stores or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's a, a pretty big um, trend in our industry that's shifting from having a brick and mortar to being more online. Um, I know us specifically, our agency, I mean, we see maybe 1% of our clients, you know, we actually have a physical location, but nobody ever comes and sees us. It's just for more team building camaraderie. 
Um, but yeah, it is interesting. Somebody outside the field would be would probably think, why? What's the purpose? Yeah, like I don't get it either. I see those stars. I'm like, they've been there forever. I'm pretty sure yeah. everyone's going to them. Like, I don't be like, hmm, let me stop by my local. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Um, so another question somebody had, Austin Moorhead wanted to know, how should we be using Ubersuggest? So Ubersuggest is a free marketing tool. It helps with your SEO and getting the rankings. The best way I would start with just go out and put in a competitor URL into Ubersuggest. It'll show you their top pages. And then you can see the type of content that you need to create. It even shows you who's linking to them. The other thing I would do is put in the keywords that you're already ranking for, that you want to rank for. It'll give you other suggestions of other terms that are also popular, that aren't competitive, that you can also rank for. Okay. Um, how hard it is to rank for these terms as well. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and so, so I, I'm curious about this. So if Google or other search engines are really good at finding keywords in your content um, or in your summary of like, say, you know, your YouTube summary or whatnot on a video, how important is it to also have keywords um, added? Like, is it duplicating the, you know, the message or what you're going for? Or should you just include the keywords that you would normally put in like the keyword box in your content? Uh, okay, so you're saying? Yeah, so like you can do like hashtags or um, you can also do just like key, you know, keywords or um, gosh, trying to think of what the correct terminology is. So like if you do a YouTube video, you have a spot to do a little summary, then you can also add like keywords that um, are talking about the content or that relate to the content. So I was just curious if, if having the keywords in there really makes a difference. And if so, if you knew why that would be, if you already are talking about it in the summary or, or posting those things in the summary. Well, if that so doesn't make sense, we can skip it. Uh, wait, okay, so, so you're saying, why does it make sense to put the keywords in your title or whatnot when it's already in the description? Or in, not in description, but usually there's like a, a separate box for keywords. So you have like your description what, or what, summary. What, what channel? Are you talking about WordPress? Are you talking about YouTube or? Um, YouTube. Let's talk about YouTube. But okay, so like, you, yeah. And I, get what, I think I get what you mean. So in YouTube, yeah. they want that so they can know what the video should be ranked for. Even though YouTube can decipher what a video is on, they mm -hmm. still want an SRT file. They don't trust their automated system as much as manual SRT files. So they want the keywords added there. Now, when you look at uh, your WordPress site, there's also a keyword box sometimes in there. Google yes. ignore that. That's for the meta keywords tag. Okay. What is a meta keyword? Something you don't even need to worry about. It's something <laughs> five and eight, 10 years old that no one cares. And no search engine cares about it. Yeah. Every time I see that, I'm like, gosh, I feel like I'm doing something wrong by not putting keywords in here. But you don't need to no. put the keywords in there. Good to Literally, know. search engines ignore it. Okay. Um, uh, somebody also wanted to know if um, if you use somebody else's content on your site, um, I'm guessing I know the answer to this, but um, they wanted to know, is it proper etiquette to give that person um, credit? But also, um, if they do give that person credit, does it affect their rankings if they do it on that page? Nope. Doesn't affect the rankings and they should give them credit. And Google doesn't penalize for duplicate content. At least that's what they say. Gotcha. 
Um, okay, and then somebody else wanted to know um, if you have multiple locations or a virtual location um, with, can you do sub landing pages then redirect to main site? Uh, you don't want to redirect, but you can do a lot of sub landing pages, focus on each city slash area that you're focusing on. You don't want to redirect. No, you don't redirect. You just want to have those pages based on the regions that they serve. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so what, um, I mean, what we've got probably about 10 minutes left is there, those are most of the actual questions that I had, but talking about SEO specifically, um, are there like, let's chat about it. Like what, I mean, I, I listen to you pretty much every day and you guys always have these yeah. great content. Insurance is a boring topic. It totally is. Right. And that doesn't mean it's not good. I love insurance. I used to have a lot of insurance sites and then I sold them all. Yeah. Um, what I mean by boring topic is like, you have to come up with really creative ways to create content to do well. I remember there was a company called life insure back in the day. I created an article from uh, the 19 things you didn't know about death. And it went viral and it was like stuff like, uh, you know, when the human body passes away, they're actually, they can see you and hear you for like another three or eight seconds. Talk about a way to go, right? Wow. Like, like little quick tidbits. My, the stats on how long they can still hear and see you is probably a bit off, but um, that kind of stuff does really well. And the point I'm trying to make is as insurance people are within the space, you need to get super creative. Yeah. So, um, video seems to be kind of the the go-to medium right now, or at least the one that's getting shown the most. So, you know, all the content and everything that I've heard is that people don't really care about insurance. If somebody's doing a specific search online, yeah. No, as far as like- That's why they need it. Like you yeah. need auto, you have to have auto insurance, you have to have health insurance. Yeah. So they're getting it. Like the amount of people that have life insurance is probably very slim. I don't know the number, but I bet you it's really tiny compared to the people who have auto and health. Oh, for sure. It's teeny tiny. It's not even. Yeah. I would say there. the biggest segment is auto. And then my second guess would be health. Yeah. Um, so is it. How many people do you think it's. But not. Yeah. Well. Owns a home. Um, but most people who own a home, I would say most people have a mortgage and their mortgage requires it. So. Exactly. Um, That's why they yeah. have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but so um, one thing I did want to know is. So you have multiple websites, right? And they all do different things. But if somebody's focusing on one thing like insurance, do you think it's smart for that person to have multiple insurance just websites? Just one. Just one. Just do one. Yeah, you're in insurance. You should just do one. <laughs> so, um, okay. I'll just take that. I'll leave it at that. Um, all right. So you, um, you guys have this event coming up. So... I guess you have um, the the marketing school, the podcast that you do with Eric Stu, which is great. If you guys don't subscribe to it, do so because it's pretty amazing. It's like how long? It's like three to five minutes every morning. Yeah, it's really short. We just try Super to like short. give like good information, really short, and that way people have their daily dose of marketing. Whatever it's, it's awesome. I mean, it is like very to the point. Super super concise. Um, and you guys have uh, an event that you're putting on for free down in LA. 
in June, yeah, and it's just free. We said once we hit a million downloads, we'll do a free event. So we're doing a free event. And we're is that? And the reason we're going to cap it is, I think it costs like to do it right. It costs twenty to thirty dollars a head. Yeah. So for every hundred people, you know, assume worst case, and we want to do it right, thirty thousand dollars. So yeah, yeah, three hundred people. That's sixty thousand that Eric and I are out. We have three hundred people. That's ninety. It keeps going up, right? Yeah. Are you? Uh, is it a one day event? <laughs> yeah, one day for sure. No wow. two days. Is it? Uh, is it? So, how can people find that? How can they? Um... Uh, I believe it's on marketingschool.io, and they can just go and there's somewhere on there. There should be a link to the free event. Um, so spinning off of that, I see so many things that have .io. What is that? I have no idea. Eric registered domain name. We can get a <laughs> .com, but uh, I don't even use the website. It doesn't get much traffic. Uh, yeah. My website probably drives way more downloads or podcast listens a month than the marketing school site. We just have it for the sake of it. Gotcha. Um, while I have you, somebody else was curious. Um, what's the best way to choose keywords if they have a bilingual page? Oh, Should so they just, yeah. you, you, you would create a page that's for English. You would have another page that would be for Spanish or Portuguese or Russian or German or whatever the other language is. And you can keep having multiple pages. Um, Google has something called hreflang. It's worth looking up. H-R-E-F-L-A-N-G. And it talks about how you can make your page in multiple languages for different segments. And then if you're trying to find keywords, again, you can use tools like Ubersuggest, type in a keyword, pick whatever region or language, and it'll tell you all the other variations of that keyword in that language. So that href lang, does it actually convert your current website to a different language? Like are there buttons you can say English or Spanish or? It, there's a bit more code than that, but yeah, there's like work <laughs> to do it for you. Yeah. Cool. Um, man, well, I, that's pretty much everything I wanted to know. And I am so appreciative for you coming on, man. Thanks a lot. Ah, no worries. Thanks for having me. And I love the space, by the way. Insurance is one of my favorite sectors in the world. They just make so much money and they don't have to pay taxes <laughs> on their money. Well, thanks again. And anybody who's listening that hasn't subscribed, um, please do so. Leave a review and a comment. And if you are not subscribed to the Marketing School podcast, please do that too. You will not regret it. So thanks so much, Neil. I really appreciate your time.